What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me for episode two of Take a 20. It's taken a little bit longer than I anticipated for it to us for us to get up the second episode, but, you know, here we are now. Uh, first, just want to really thank everybody who's given me feedback on the first episode, just certain little things about breathing, talking into the mic, making sure that I'm talking directly into the mic, not talking to the side like that or this, which I tended to do quite a bit in the first one, and also watching my breath and maintaining a steady, even flow. Really appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, And without further ado, I really just want to jump into the winners and losers of free agency in my mind. Um, But before I really get into that, I want to talk about the Clippers really briefly because they really fall into this category where, like, I, I don't know if I can call them winners or losers. It's just, I like the signings that they did. It's just certain things that I was very concerned about, uh, especially on the Kawhi front, was just him taking so long to sign that contract, kind of, like, I still don't know how to feel about it, because on one hand, I'm just like, I wish he signed earlier, just so we could have shown people like, hey, Kawhi's with us, Paul George is with us, Come, come play for the Clippers. But it was a situation where it really drug out a lot longer than I was anticipating and seemed like everybody else was anticipating. But with that being said, um, I, I just wish that he had signed a little bit earlier to at least have given us a chance to go out and go after some other marquee free agents. Um, but... I am very happy to have Batum and Reggie Bullock, or not Reggie Bullock, Reggie Jackson back. Um, I really hope that Cousins gets re-signed. I know that we just waived Yogi Ferrell, which is something that I was, I kind of knew was going to happen. Either we were going to waive him or use him in a trade, so I just assumed uh, he wasn't going to be with us the following year. But I really do want Cousins to get re-signed. That would be really good for us. And then Justice Winslow, that signing is a really, really good signing. I was surprised that we were able to pull that off, especially at the number that we we gave him. Um, but let's get into the winners and uh, starting with the cross-hallway rival, the Lakers. They re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker to a three-year, $32 million contract, which is pretty good. Um, I think he's going to really outplay that eventually. Um, coming this first year, I think he's going to be under that same type of pressure that Cal Kuzma was when they traded all of their young assets away and only kept him. So expect the first year of him being in this contract to be kind of hit and miss. But the following years, he's going to completely outplay it. He's just, he's very elite defensively. He's getting better offensively. This kid, he's hes really, really good. I'm super impressed with him. They also signed Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Kent Bazemore, Trevor Ariza, and DeAndre Jordan. Now, the DeAndre Jordan 
signing I don't think is completely official just yet, but everybody is saying that they're mo- he's most likely going to be signing with the Lakers, which in my mind shows that Marcus Gasol is more than likely not going to be returning all not just to the Lakers but to the NBA in general. I think he's just kind of done. Uh, so I think with this DeAndre Jordan thing, that's really showing that. And then the biggest thing they traded for Russell Westbrook, they got rid of Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, who they completely disrespected. It's very unfortunate what happened to him in Lakerland, but I'm sure that he's going to start to redeem himself out with the Wizards. Uh, they also got rid of KCP, so they got rid rid of a lot of shooting. But they also added shooting in Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Ellington. Uh, I can't really say Malik Monk is a, a great uh, shooter. But there definitely is good shooting around them. And this is something that everybody is really concerned about is just like spacing and all of that. Um, I was a little bit concerned about that as well, but... We're talking about Russell Westbrook. That's that's something that we cannot forget about. Is he's, he's one of the best creators in the league. Period. So along with a LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, whoever they decide to put out on the floor is going they're each going to draw attention offensively. And everybody was wanting to say like Oh, like they'll sag off for us. Well, eventually he's going to start hitting his threes. Like, I know historically he hasn't been a great three-point shooter, but he's going to be getting some really wide open looks. And, you know, he's hit clutch threes. It's not like he hasn't done that before. We've watched him do it his entire career, so... The concerns with the Lakers, with them being old, like, that's justified. But with them, like, the spacing issue, I I was concerned about it for a second, even though they aren't my team. Um, but looking at it, I'm just like, no, they're going to be able to figure it out. Because these players, all of them are going to be able to get looks like that, that they're not really accustomed to getting in an actual game. Something that they're used to practicing, but not getting it in the actual game. Wide open looks. So, I I don't think that it's going to be any sort of problem with the spacing. I think that they'll they'll be able to figure it out with, with no issues whatsoever. Now, moving on to the Heat. They resigned Duncan Robinson to a huge deal, which... I'm kind of up in the air about um, 90 million over five years. They locked him up, which is good, but also it, it just kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know Duncan Robinson is a, is a good, solid player, but I don't know if he's worth that contract. Um, hopefully he's going to be able to prove me wrong because I, I really do like him, but it's just, I, from the performance that I saw these past two years, I'm just like, I don't know if I would have given him that 
that big of a contract. Uh, they also re-signed Dwayne Dedman, Max Strauss, uh, also re-signed Victor Oladipo to a vet minimum. A lot of people are giving them flack about that. I think that this is going to be a huge, like, the Miami Heat are probably going to end up being, like, the one or two seed in the East. Just with the way that this team is constructed, all of them are hard workers. They fit the culture. P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris on the same team, like, that's, you know... You don't, you're not going to have them on the floor at the same time, but it's just like you take out one and the other one comes in, and it's just like it it does not feel good for the other team. So the Heat, like that's – that's they're going to be another team. Like every, a lot of teams um, are kind of moving in a direction where they're going like very vet-heavy. And the Heat are another one of those teams. So people are also concerned about the whole health situation. Me, personally, I'm not too concerned about the Heat. I think that they're going to be completely fine. Uh, especially with like somebody like... Uh, God, I'm blanking out on his name. Eric Spolstra, oh my god. He's one of the better coaches at managing minutes. So I think that they'll have no issues, no major issues through the season, at least hopefully. Um, but yeah, like I said, they're probably going to end up being the one or two seed in the East. I, I just don't see too many other teams outside of Brooklyn that are really on the same level. Uh, now moving on to the Bulls, they signed Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, shoring up their point guard rotation for sure. Uh, it'll be really... I, I know everybody's expecting Lonzo Ball to be the starter, and he probably is going to be the starter, but I really wish that they could, like, start showing us, like, full footage of Summer League. Or not Summer League, but training camp. Because the the battle between Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, like, I've heard back in the day of those practices with the Lakers was really intense. And now that they're back together in Chicago, I'm sure that it's still going to be really intense. So that's something that I would really love to see. They also traded for DeMar DeRozan and Derrick Jones Jr., so, they get Derrick Jones Jr., a pretty solid defensive player. I know everybody's concerned about this team defensively. You know, Zach Levine can be a good defensive player. Lonzo Ball is a really good defensive player. Derrick Jones Jr. is a decent defensive player. DeMar DeRozan is decent. Now, the only concerning factor on this team for me is Vooch. Um, I've never been a huge fan of him. Um, I, he's good, but there's certain things that he does that I'm just like, for me, it's, it's centers. Like I need my center to be able to play defense, at least contribute 
on defense. And, you know, he's kind of a, a – not kind of. He's a huge negative on that side. So that's my main concern uh, is their interior defense. Their perimeter defense is going to be okay. It's not going to be locked down, but it'll be okay. Their interior defense is something that is is definitely going to be needing to get addressed. And it's so funny because on the Hoop Collective, they were actually talking about that, that they're going to need interior defense. And with that Laurie Markkinen trade, it ended up having um, Larry Nance Jr. go out to Portland, which is great for Portland. But it's also a bad thing for the Bulls because they could have done, like they said on the pod, they could have done Laurie Markkinen for uh, Larry Nance Jr. straight up. And that would have been, that would have worked. But instead they traded for Derek Jones Jr., which I'm not saying like he's a, a bad player, but I'd rather have Larry Nance Jr., than Derek Jones Jr., to be completely honest. Um, that's just something that I I really couldn't wrap my head around once I heard all of the news with the trade. I was just like, all right, like this, this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't get how Portland got their way into this trade. But, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. And this is what the bulls have now. So I, I think that they'll be able to make it work. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see how it continues to go throughout the season. Now, moving on to the Brooklyn Nets, they signed Paul Millsap. Marcus Aldridge comes out of retirement and, Hopefully things are good with his heart and he's able to play through the entire season, God willing. And then you have Patty Mills. As soon as they signed Patty Mills, I was like, this is just a cheat. This is this is a cheat. Like Patty Mills, like, oh my God, it's just gonna be and they're gonna be an offensive juggernaut. Defensively, I understand people are concerned. Blake, you know, actually played some pretty decent defense. I was really surprised. I haven't seen him play defense like that, and like in quite a while. Uh, I think it was the 2012 or the 2013 season where he was just he was really getting after it on defense and. I really saw sparks of that last year with him. So I I definitely think that he's going to continue in that direction of just being a little bit more of a contributor on the defensive end, uh, being a little bit more aggressive, diving for those loose balls and all that. So, you know, I know that their defense is something to be concerned about, but especially now that they waived DeMar- or, uh, DeAndre Jordan, that's that's something that I was very surprised that they did. Um, I I was really expecting them to go into the season with DJ, uh, 
mean, they, in my opinion, they didn't play him enough in the playoffs because they needed that rim protection. But I understand it's something like he's he's really not able to shoot free throws. He doesn't stretch the floor. He's not that great offensively other than a lob threat. His post moves, he hasn't really added anything throughout the year. So I do understand that aspect of it, but he could have contributed a little bit to them for their playoff run. Um, but that that's all I can say about Brooklyn. Um, they are winners, but it's, 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 I'm, I was teetering with them. It was just like, really what drove it home for me was the Patty Mills signing. I was just like, you know what? They, they got Patty Mills. So that's a win with the Warriors. I just had to give them a win because they got Otto Porter Jr. And that is really amazing for them. For him to be able to come off the bench behind Andrew Wiggins. And they have Andre Iguodala back. This is this Warriors team is shaping up to be pretty scary. And I don't think that they're done. I think that they're going to try and trade Andrew Wiggins at some point in the season. Maybe also Draymond Green. I know it's something that they've been kicking around for quite a while now. So it could be something that ends up going down this season, especially because they're, in my opinion, like the Lakers are good, Brooklyn is good, but the Warriors are shaping up to be really scary. Like, you have Clay Thompson coming back. You have Otto Porter Jr. coming off your bench. You have Andre Iguodala back. Like, I know you didn't do too much with Miami, but it's just the fact that this is all happening. It's... The the league should be looking at the Warriors. Just... I think the first game of the season is the Warriors versus uh, the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see really quick. No, it's Brooklyn versus the Lakers. Well, whenever the Warriors play first is going to be definitely a game to watch because it, oh, man. The return of Clay Thompson. I'm telling you guys. Like, he... Mm. Before he got injured, he was, in my opinion, the best two-way player at that time. Like... Oh, man. The Warriors are going to be really scary. Really scary. And I'm not a fan of the Warriors at all. Like... But I'm a fan of Klay Thompson, and I'm really happy to see him coming back. But, oh, my God, the Warriors are going to be really scary. And then my last winner, someone that probably going to surprise quite a few people, uh, I got the Spurs. Just because they were able to land Zach Collins, Doug McDermott, Bryn Forbes, that was a really big one to me because... With Bryn Forbes, 
<clears throat> he was actually like kind of an unsung hero for the Milwaukee Bucks. He he played really decent throughout the entire season. His minutes dropped off once they got to the playoffs, but he was still able to contribute. So offensively, he's he's really really good. I'm I'm really impressed with him. So with all of that being said, they also were able to land Jock Landale. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he was the MVP of the Australian League, and like they've needed a, another solid center, and this is it. We'll see if he's his game is able to translate to the NBA. Um, majority of the times, NBL players do translate very well to the NBA. Um, I forget who it was who was saying this, but the NBL is really set up very similarly to the NBA. Um, I think it was somebody off the Lakers, one of their coaches, but I can't can't exactly remember uh, who it was exactly. But yeah, that that rounds out my my winners, and now moving on to losers. It. You know what? It's headlined by somebody else, but I'm moving on to the 76ers. Signing Andre Drummond is a good signing. It's actually a really good signing. A whole bunch of people are talking wild about it and saying it's not a good signing. Look what he did for the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. The Lakers did not play Andre Drummond right. They told him one thing and they did another. They did not play Montrezl Harrell right. So I don't want to hear it when it comes to those two. Everybody else, whatever. They've been with you guys for a long time. If you're not playing them right at this point, then I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So it's probably a good thing that those players are gone from the Lakers. But anyways, they also have yet to trade Ben Simmons that's a huge deal like Ben Simmons does not want to be there he's demanded a trade I understand that they're looking for the best deal out there it doesn't exist like nobody's gonna give you a super great deal for Ben Simmons at least with what he's doing right now. I mean, I I like Ben Simmons. If the, let's say the Clippers get a package together and, you know, with Luke Kennard and a few other pieces, but that's it, you know? Like, the headlining thing is Luke Kennard, where nobody else is giving up something more significant than that. Like, each team is going to offer up, like, their fourth or fifth best player. Probably not even their third, honestly, at this point. And some picks, you know? So, 
it is a tricky situation for the 76ers. I know they want to get something significant back. I would say, like, really look at Sacramento. Like, you have Buddy Heald out there still needing to be traded. Does Ben Simmons fit in Sacramento? I don't know. But it's very clear that their fan base wants Ben Simmons. The GM supposedly is interested in Ben Simmons. Just just figure it out. Get Buddy Hield out to Philadelphia. He's going to be like he's he's a good shooter. He's a really good shooter. So it's it's just a situation of getting more shooting around Joel Embiid. That's it. That's all you need to do. You know, it I understand they want to trade for a superstar player, but it's just like, you know what? Trade for a specialist. Like Buddy Heald isn't a specialist, but he's he's a damn good shooter. So just go out and get get shooters because that's that's all you really need right now. Is just just get shooters. Ben Simmons doesn't want to be there. Just leave it alone. It's done. It's over. Just drop it. And now, moving on to Portland. I have to say that they're losers as well. Um, and why I'm saying this is because, one, you sign Cody Zeller and re-sign Norman Powell. Both great players. But nothing else more significant than that. Like, you you get Larry Nance Jr. in a trade, but, yeah, he helps you defensively. But are you guys better than last year? Marginally, yes. Have you proven anything to Damian Lillard in terms of that he should stay with Portland? Other than the fact that he's he's a loyal dude and wants to stay with the team that drafted him and gave him a chance. You know, I think it's a situation where you just need to bite the bullet and see what you can get for CJ McCollum. Throw out throw it out there. Let him know, like, hey, we're willing to trade CJ McCollum. What's your best package? I guarantee you, you're going to be able to get something significant back for C.J. McCollum. You might have to include a few more pieces, but you'll be able to get something significant back for C.J. McCollum to put alongside Damian Lillard. And will it make you guys a championship team? Who knows? But it's a simple fact you're going to be able to pair up two superstars. Now, what I'm meaning is, like, throw out that little deal to to Washington. See what they say. CJ McCollum and a few other pieces for, and a few picks for Bradley Beal. See what they say. 
that there there's no losing in that situation because you want to get rid of CJ McCollum. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but I think that he's just he's run his course with Portland. Like this backcourt has run its course. Both players just need to see something new. So I really do believe that they need to trade CJ McCollum. Will they do it? Who knows? Now, moving on to my meh category. The Knicks are there with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. It's like you guys lost Reggie Bullock and somebody else I can't remember, but oh, um, Emmanuel Moutier. That you you guys are losing a lot of defense, and yeah, I get Tom Thibodeau is a non non nonsense coach, but I don't see like Kimball Walker just suddenly turning into a defensive dynamo, especially Evan Fournier. That that ain't happening, but. Oh my god. It it just everybody's so high on the Knicks right now and I'm just like why? This is why. Like yeah, they they did good last year, but it's just like why are you so high on them right now? Like what what did they do that really excites you? Like oh what? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, Knicks fans can be happy about it. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> that is just kind of funny to me. Now, with the Hornets, they signed Kelly Uber Jr. Meh. Dallas signed Reggie Bullock. Meh. Because you still haven't traded... Christoph's Porzingis, which I think that you guys definitely need to do. Like it, it doesn't make any sense that he's still there. You, you guys have tried it. Like, yeah, I get it. Before he got injured, things were going really, really well. It doesn't seem like he. It. We've heard it before. We heard it last year, going into this year, saying like, "Oh yeah, he's healthy. He's he's feeling great." He feels better than he ever has. We're saying, hearing the same things this summer. And we're probably going to see the same things that we did last year. So it was just like, you guys, just flip them already. You, you don't need to force this. You really don't. And then the Wizards, also a meh. Um, just because... I don't think that this team is going to stick together. The team as constructed, like, is kind of scary. Out in the East, I think that they can make some noise. Defensively, they are very suspect. Uh, but outside of that, like, this is this is a pretty good team. But I just, I, I'm saying meh because I don't think that they're actually going to stick together. I think that this... 
this is going to end up with a lot of these players being traded to other teams, other contenders, because I do think that this is the year that Bradley Beal gets traded. But we will see. And that concludes my list. The Atlanta Hawks are not going to be talked about. So there's a couple of teams that I missed. Um, I I just wanted to focus on these few teams. I just didn't really feel moved by other like the rest of the league, um, as I had the meh column. I could have put them in there, but that would have been a little much, you know. So. With that being said, that is the conclusion of episode two. Again, thank you everybody who tuned into the first episode and is continuing to listen. If you're this is your first episode, thank you for turning in. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm going to try and get more regular with these. Probably shoot for an upload every Wednesday. So I know this one is going up on a Monday, but we'll start getting into the swing of things. I'll probably upload uh, two this week then. One on Monday, one on Wednesday. And then from there on, just once a week. So yeah, thank you guys very much, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.